I saw this thing on on BuzzFeed or something a couple of weeks ago, and it was a it was a screenshot of a tweet about Shrek. It said something. Do you ever just lay there in bed and you are thinking about Shrek? And then the caption said donkey, but it was spelled D O N K A E donkey. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I do. I do think that donkey. It's so funny. episode of Alice No Streaming. My name is Jamie. And my name is Allison. And today we wanted to do something a little bit more lighthearted. We've had a couple of kind of sad, more dark topics lately in our episodes. So we wanted to kind of break up the dark and sad and spooky with something fun. And so we decided we wanted to review one of my personal favorite animated films of all time, uh, Shrek. And it is available on Hulu and Amazon Prime. We wanted to make sure you can still actually watch it on a streaming service. Um, But also, you know, of course, DVD. I'm pretty sure I still have it on VHS as well. I have it on DVD at my apartment that I stole from my parents. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'm assuming you all know what Shrek is. It is is a classic uh, 2001 animated film. It has been kind of turned into a cultural phenomenon over the years. Um, Not just the characters, but uh, the music in the movie. Uh, I personally can't really think of the song All Star without thinking of Shrek, which I have an interesting fact about that. I'll get to that in a bit. Um, it's, It's become a meme in and of itself, and it's just, it's a wonderful film that I still crack up watching to this day definitely it stars mike myers as shrek Mm -hmm. eddie murphy as donkey cameron diaz as princess fiona and john lithgow as lore barquad for the main cast Mm -hmm. and this movie came out when we were like nine ten years old Mm -hmm. but also i think parents or people um now with how popular it has become in meme culture and pop culture I'm sure most people in the U.S. have probably seen this film. It's, I would say, iconic, actually. Yeah. I mean, I watched, I just turned it on last night after I got home, and I was just doing other things, but I found myself, like, speaking the lines along (laughs) with the movie. Yeah, I've probably seen it a hundred times. It's hard not to. No, it's so good. It's just... It permeates, like, so much of culture, I think. Especially, like, internet and, like I said, meme culture. It's everywhere. And some of our older listeners might not really know what we're talking about with that. But, I mean, if you have a a kid, whether they're a young child or somebody, you know, our age, you've seen this movie. I mean, my parents took me to see this movie when I was nine. And it's... uh, It's a classic. It's a classic kids movie. I plan on having my kid watch this movie. I and that's an amazing thing about a lot of like animated and kids movies when we were growing up is I still like them. Mm -hmm. So I'm like excited and like, 
you know, I'm expecting uh, my kid in a few weeks and I'm just kind of like thinking of all these movies that we're going to watch. And I'm like, I don't care what's coming out now. We're watching these movies, yeah. <laughs> like my favorites. And this movie, it had obviously Shrek, the original. It came out in 2001. There was Shrek 2, mm-hmm. Shrek the 3rd. There was even Shrek the Musical yes. on Broadway. And, and Shrek Forever After. Don't forget the fourth one. Yes. And apparently there's a Shrek 5 in the works. Yes. Yes, I saw that the other day, and I was like, um, I'm on board, 100%. So um, we're sure you guys know the plot if you've seen this movie already, but we'll just kind of briefly touch over what happens to refresh if it's been a while since you've seen it. Um, the movie opens up with uh, Shrek. We don't know that at first, but it's Shrek reading a fairy tale about a princess who is trapped away in a tower, which obviously becomes the plot of the movie and he uses the paper from the book for toilet paper like oh like that'll ever happen ha ha and then it kind of goes into the opening sequence of you know showing him living at his swamp and how he bathes in mud and eats bugs and he's just this gross ugly ogre you know like what you'd think that an ogre would be like but it's kind of cool you get this like the title sequence is amazing it is and for that was almost 20 years ago. The animation is still it's so, so good. good. And when I was reading up on this movie, like the making of it, this movie took, for a variety of reasons, like five years to make. And a big part of it was animation because this was groundbreaking animation at the time. I mean, even like Pixar movies, there were only a few at the time. And this is not Pixar. This is DreamWorks. And this was the one DreamWorks film that kind of, kind of put them on the map for you know animated films and dreamworks as you probably know is not just animated films but put itself out there this kind of animation because yeah we know it's kind of you know digital but it has so much realism to it in um compared to movies like the lion king versus this you know they go in and they animate how the hair moves or how the fur moves right. or trees and and the sheen or shine on fabrics or grass so it's hyper detailed and still lives up today 100 percent. and i read that in the opening scene when shrek's taking the mud shower that they actually the animators had to physically do that to make sure that they were animating it right and they said that fire scenes were difficult and it's amazing because of how far we've come in cgi just in the past 20 years that this all seems so like arbitrary and easy and simple to to do not that I'd be able to do it but um but it was groundbreaking at the time and it was so difficult and so hard but it looks effortless and it's amazing um so Shrek then you know as being an ogre he's hunted by the townsfolk and he finds out that there's this you know uh, warrant out for magical creatures. You know, they'll be rewarded if they bring fairy tale creatures to uh, the government, I guess. And uh, he finds a flyer with his face on it. So basically, he's, you know, being enemy number one. Yeah. And uh, then we cut to a scene of a bunch of townsfolk, you know, bringing in classic animated characters that are classic fairy tale creatures that we come to know you know like the three little bears three blind mice uh pinocchio pinocchio yep i love when they have the the bears and it's like the baby bears like this cage is too small (laughs) i know they're totally like kind of making fun of fairy tales and i think they make fun of 
Disney a lot. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they really, actually, I read that the, they had a, a team of lawyers look over this movie to make sure they weren't too obvious. Like infringing on yeah. things. Um, but we this is where we meet Donkey, and his owner is bringing him up because he's a talking donkey, and she wants, you know, the money for him, and he refuses to talk, and the woman starts getting dragged away, and he, like, she kicks... Uh, like Tinkerbell, yeah, cage. He starts flying, yeah. <laughs> so then he starts talking, um, and so once the magic wears off, he runs away, and that's where he runs into Shrek, and Shrek kind of protects him, um, un unplanned, but he kind of protects him in a way so they don't take Donkey, and that's where they kind of meet and become not friends yet, but they kind of band together, not really by choice because Donkey's just kind of following Shrek around. Later on in the day, uh, a bunch of fairy tale creatures show up outside of Shrek's door, and he says, "What are you doing in my swamp?" Which is a uh, pretty. That was terrible. I'm so sorry. What are you doing in my swamp? And I can't even do it. Can't do the accent. I'm so sorry. Uh, and he finds out that Lord Farquaad, the the king of Duloc, has sentenced all of these fairy tale creatures to his swamp and so he's like hell no i'm gonna get y'all out of here and they're all cheering but he's more like no i want my swamp back get get out of here and he doesn't know the way to do lock and donkey apparently is the only one who does so they go on this adventure together to do lock where we see it is kind of a parody of disney world which is kind of funny the the little do lock song is actually the same key and the same like tempo as it's a small world which is kind of funny i love that classic song. scene with a little you know do lock is the perfect place what would you call them like puppets or yeah like wooden dolls wooden puppets they're so cute uh and then they take that picture of them and they're like dumbfounded <laughs> so funny and so shrek comes up to meet lord farquaad and he's like hey get all these you know creatures out of my swamp and uh, Lord Farquaad has, you know, his army kind of try to kill Shrek and he manages to kill everybody instead. And so he's the last man standing and Lord Farquaad says, you know, okay, I'll make you a deal. Go, uh, well, actually I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So Lord Farquaad is technically not the king of Duloc because he's not married. And there's this whole side plot where he needs to marry a princess. So just kind of blindly, he chooses Princess Fiona, who again, from the fairy tale in the beginning was locked in a tower guarded by a dragon. And so Lord Farquaad makes a deal with Shrek, go get Fiona for me and I'll give you your swamp back. So that's the whole plot is he just wants a swamp back and Donkey goes with him to the castle. They rescue Fiona, and in the process, Donkey and the dragon kind of form a romance, which is I think the so dragon bizarre. <laughs> the dragon is more obsessed, yeah, with and he plays along. Donkey, yeah, but um, that scene's really cool too, especially as far as animation. There's a lot of fire in that scene. Um, it's actually kind of creepy. You know, the dragon is really well animated. I think, um, but the whole scene, the whole sequence is pretty cool. And uh, so now they have to take Fiona back to Lord Farquaad in, in, in the journey. They, they learn a bit, more, a bit more about each other and Shrek and Fiona fall in love. And it's really weird and quirky, but it's cute. And, you know, it's, it kind of shows the whole, like, one of the biggest points of the movie is, you know, that we should be ourselves and we shouldn't be ashamed of, of who we are or what we look like. And, you know, we'll, pe people will love you no matter what, as long as you're true to yourself. 
And so Fiona, this beautiful princess, thinks that, you know, she has to marry this handsome prince and she falls in love with an ogre. And then you later find out that she, you know, had a spell cast on her as a child where she becomes an ogre at night and Shrek doesn't know this, but he overhears her talking to Donkey about it, talking about herself, like who would love somebody so ugly thinking she's talking about him. It upsets him and he uh, basically overnight goes and uh, brings Lord Farquaad to her and they get whisked away and and Donkey's like, why, why are you letting her get away? Like he knows that, you know, there's something going on between them and doesn't realize, you know, that Shrek overheard the conversation and there's, you know, classic, classic misunderstanding. <laughs> and um, so then Shrek decides, you know, through the help of Donkey and his, you know, guidance to, uh, to go and win her back. So they try to make it back in time before the wedding. They're literally about to kiss and officially be married, and and Shrek barges into the church, and it's a super fun and you know heroic romantic scene, you know, for a movie about an ogre. <laughs> um, and uh, eventually, he finds out because Fiona uh, changes at sunset, the sun starts setting, and she changes into an ogre, and he's like, "Oh, well, that explains a lot." And then uh, the guards try to you know, take Shrek and take Fiona and then eventually Donkey and the dragon show up and the dragon eats Lord Farquaad and it's it's a very it's a very describing it now I'm just like this movie's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's the not, plot it's in and of itself is kind of goofy, but the way that they the way it's told is amazing. It is. And it's a you know it's not your typical fairy tale, but it's still a fairy tale. You know, everybody lives happily ever after in the end. The bad guy gets you know, killed, which I guess happens typically in a fairy tale as well, or, you know, gets shunned or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, classic animated film went on to, uh, have three sequels, a musical as well as, uh, spinoffs like, uh, Puss in Boots, which Puss the character doesn't show up until the second movie. And honestly, the series is, I would say, I mean, not all of them are amazing but you know the sequel is really good shrek the third has justin timberlake which i think is awesome the fourth one's pretty good but nothing compares to the original and again shrek to this day is one of my favorite animated films everything about it is pretty spectacular the story is very unique and funny and it's you know family friendly everybody can enjoy it there's a lot of adult humor in it which we were talking about this the other day you know you don't realize the adult humor and the things that you watched as a kid until you watch it as an adult and you're like oh my god how did I not catch that there's so many comments and you're like oh Oh. so that's what that meant I (laughs) I laughed and I didn't know what it meant or my parents laughed and I was like why are you laughing but yeah and in the end Fiona decides to remain as an ogre and they go back to live in the swamp too. Mm -hmm. So it is, it, it truly is a fairy tale in a way with all these different intersecting fairy tales Mm -hmm. and the, there's so many iconic lines in it. You know, obviously Mike Myers plays Shrek. He has this incredible Scottish accent (laughs) that he does. And I mean, the lines there's so many quotable moments right in it that are ogres have layers yeah that's a nice boulder <laughs> or in the morning i'm making waffles oh i hear people say that all the time to this day i still quote that all the time all the time 
Um, now we want to talk about, you know, if you haven't seen this movie, watch it. It's incredible. Yeah, if you haven't seen it by this point, you know, what are you doing? Come on, <laughs> Come on go watch it. It's on Hulu for free or you can, you know, rent it um, on Amazon Prime or or iTunes. But there's Go a- dig out your old VHS player. I'm sure you probably have it. Or yeah. Your kids have it. And um, there's a lot of, as Jamie said, it took five years to make this film for several different reasons. The number one reason, which I truly did not know this until we started doing a little bit of research, is that the late Chris Farley was meant to be Shrek. They recorded, what, nearly all of his lines? Almost all of them, yeah. Almost all of them, and then he met his untimely death, and they essentially had to go back and re-record every line with a new cast member which was Mike Myers and it's amazing because uh there are so many characters that got cut from the original I mean the movie had to be rewritten it wasn't even just the lines like they had to completely redo it the story was totally different uh in the Chris Farley version Shrek wanted to uh he was trying to meet with his parents and he wanted to be a knight like it was a way different story um and even Princess Fiona was an entirely different character I think Donkey's kind of been the same but you know the main plot points are totally different um obviously there's no scottish accent recently about i think four years ago they released some you know never before seen footage and by footage you know drawings of the original shrek with chris farley and eddie murphy you know going back and forth during i wouldn't say it's an iconic scene but the scene where in the original, in the one that we know, where Shrek is like, you know, everyone, you know, looks at me and they think, ah, help, run, a big, stupid, ugly ogre. It's that scene, but obviously very different as far as the dialogue goes. And uh, honestly, it's really heartbreaking to watch and listen to because I am a huge Chris Farley fan. I miss him. I know that I was like five when he died, but I think about it all the time, you know, what might have been if he were still here and all the movies and that being said, this movie would not be the same if it had been Chris Farley. Would it have been as good? There's really no way to know because it, they'll never, we'll never know. There's no mm-hmm. way. But go ahead and look at that up on YouTube and listen to it and, you know, see for yourself what you think. Um, it's when, a totally different interpretation of the character. It is. it is. And when Chris Farley died, they had a couple of different ideas. They were thinking, well, should we hire an impersonator to do the remaining lines? Even his brother, Kevin Farley, had considered the idea of recording the remaining lines, but he was too uh, distraught over his brother's death to do it. So they kind of had to start from scratch. And there were a few other people who uh, were uh, brought on potentially to be Shrek. Um, I don't. I honestly don't know if this was before or after Chris Farley was in the role, but Nicolas Cage was one of the uh, people thought of for, for Shrek, and he turned it down, which, I mean, I guess maybe pre- being presented something like this might seem so silly, especially for Nicolas Cage, who does all these you know very dramatic, serious, over-the-top roles. But uh, he, he has said that it's one of his biggest regrets turning He's down that role. He's such a dork. I can I imagine him doing that. And then uh, Janine Garofalo was meant to be Fiona. But after Chris Farley died, they fired her. And she has no idea 
why they cut her loose. We talked about this a little bit earlier. I think Cameron Diaz is a weird choice. Mm -hmm. Thinking back on it now, but I guess that was kind of in the height of her Charlie's Angels phase. And I read that, you know, there's the fighting scene where she fights with the uh, Robin Hood and the, the, you know. Merry men. The Merry men. Thank you. And that she got so into it and she was yelling Cantonese (laughs) or something. Um, So I guess it was kind of like in this high point in her career. But I never really pictured her or hear her as a voice actress. Right. I don't think she's done any other voice acting since aside from this from this franchise but uh when Mike Myers got brought on originally he was he didn't want to do it he was very hesitant because he and Chris Farley were really good friends and he thought that it'd be really disrespectful which I can understand um but it's funny because the the producers you know after thinking about it and talking to him and they had said can't we settle this over a pint which became a line in the movie which Mm -hmm. I think is really funny um so as we know Mike Myers became the official voice of Shrek and he originally did not have the Scottish accent he had just his regular talking voice he had this country Canadian voice you know think Letter Kenny or something like that or uh, maybe Trailer Park Boys as far mm-hmm. as like country Canadian I don't really know how to describe that um, and then he after watching a rough cut of the movie, just thought that there was something missing and it wasn't really what he wanted it to be. So he re-recorded the entire movie with a Scottish accent, which apparently cost $4 million for him to do that. So worth it. It is. I mean, I cannot imagine Shrek without that iconic Scottish accent. It's it's so good. It makes it so much funnier, too. Yes. Just and- so, like out of place almost, <laughs> but like so good I saw this thing on on BuzzFeed or something a couple of weeks ago and it was a it was a screenshot of a tweet about Shrek it said something do you ever just lay there in bed and you are thinking about Shrek and then the caption said donkey but it was spelled d-o-n-k-a-e donkey <laughs> and I'm like yes I do I do think that donkey it's so Funny. And like we were talking about, like the just the pop culture phenomenon that Shrek became and the memes and the jokes and the just everything about it just kind of exploded, I feel like, over the past maybe like five or six years or so. Oh, yeah. And well, I think it's because meme culture, you know, the Internet memes and, you know, all of these funny things. This movie was so formative for children you know, from the ages of probably five years old to um, early to mid-teen mm-hmm. years. And so now those kids are, you know, On like... the internet. Yeah. And- <laughs> they're between the ages of, gosh, I'm trying to think, probably 18, 19 to early 30s. And so, of course, this amazing movie that everybody loves, they're going to totally make fun of it. And even with good intentions, too. Like, right. we would never insult Shrek, but but it is a joke. It's really. out of love. Yes. Is what it yes, is. It's exactly. out of love. Paying homage to the ogre. Yes. Yes. But even, um, like, the soundtrack, All Star by Smash Mouth, is now, I mean, everyone knows that song. I literally cannot think of that song without thinking of Shrek and, like, the memes. And I remember there being, like vines with it and like shrek his face 
Speaking of, I brought this up earlier. The song All Star was actually not intended to be in the opening sequence. They put it there as filler for test audiences while they tried to figure out what else, like what they'd want to put there instead. And test audiences loved it. And that's the only reason why it's still there. So again, imagine this movie. And that was like maybe like two years after that movie uh, or two years after that song was released. So it was still really big at the time. And I still love that song. Like Mm -hmm. it carries on through, through a pop culture and the media today totally um another song that (laughs) we were just talking about this the song hallelujah which is in um one of the more somber scene sequences in the movie i didn't know what that song was (laughs) until i saw shrek (laughs) neither did i i was like man i love this song and i just posted something on instagram the other day hallelujah is such a beautiful song i still remember the first time i heard it and the soundtrack to shrek like, seriously, though, like, how many of us heard that song for the first time in Shrek? Like, and I'm it's sure a, our older audience members already knew that song, but... They're, like, laughing at us, but it's a <laughs> Leonard Cohen song. And R.I.P. And you listen to Leonard Cohen's original version. I know it's been redone, like, countless, countless times, but it's just so funny that this... I mean, I don't know how popular the song was when Leonard Cohen came out with it, but... Everyone knows that song if in our age of the millennial generation. They all know it from Shrek, I'm pretty sure. Probably, yep. A couple other fun facts about uh, about this movie and just the characters in general. So the actors actually never recorded together, which I think is fascinating because I can't imagine being a voice actor and not having my counterparts with me to kind of you know play off of each other none of them recorded together and John Lithgow said that that was one thing that you know kind of made him like really sad like he never got to actually work with these you know other big names in Hollywood they were just in the same movie so I thought that that was interesting yeah it's they probably only met for like, like press tours press and... which is crazy because yeah. little did they know or maybe who knows how they in, like anticipated how big it would be but that's so bizarre and yeah seeing them all together like thinking about eddie murphy mike myers john lithgow and cameron diaz like such an odd bunch right and it's funny because uh john lithgow plays lord farquaad who is a dwarf in the movie and John Lithgow is 6-4 so he had said something about he's like I think that was the funny part in casting me because of how tall he is in real life and speaking of uh Lord Farquaad uh it was actually I read that Alan Rickman was one of the original choices to play Lord Farquaad which I can see that voice but it's John Lithgow's voice is just so much funnier but uh but Alan Rickman decided to do Harry Potter instead, which obviously we cannot imagine our Professor Snape not being Alan Rickman. So it all worked out for the best. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, John Lithgow has such a unique voice. It's impossible for me to watch him in any of his other shows or movies without thinking Lord Farquaad. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love, you know, they we talked about jokes that you don't really understand and one of the jokes that I never understood until I was older was, you know, they look at his big castle and they say, oh, you think he's compensating for something? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you huh? don't know what that means huh? as a kid. You're like, compensating for what? I didn't even know what compensating means. Yeah, I was like, 
my 10-year-old brain cannot process. No. But they said the, you know, and it's Lord Farquaad and, and Duloc and they have like the Fs everywhere and the font is almost identical to the F in Facebook. Yeah. But uh, Facebook Even didn't. the color too. Yeah, it's funny. And I noticed too, you know, they make fun of Disney a lot when they come in and they, they walk into the main square and they they watch the little um, Duloc is song and dance you look around and it reminds me of like disney world because it has this older kind of i don't know if it would be considered like french country or almost like swiss architecture with all of these like you know it's like blue and white and it has all these flowers cobblestone it just reminds me of magic kingdom in disney world so much i think there's so many subtleties in making fun of Disney which I love Disney obviously but I will I will totally welcome any time for competing companies to poke fun at each other right and like we had said before that uh, this is a DreamWorks film and its biggest competitor I think to this day for animated films is Pixar and Disney Um, but you know there's some great DreamWorks films that have, you know, kind of made their own. I'd say the most recent would be How to Train Your Dragon, another franchise that now has two sequels. Um, I've only seen the first one, but it, that one's great as well. And I just love the animation. It's similar to Pixar's animation, but DreamWorks just has something a little bit more... I honestly don't know how to describe it. Maybe more just like rough... Maybe it's, it's not as clean. And even just like the humor in general is a little bit more adult than it is in Pixar. I'd say Pixar is definitely more family and more wholesome. And not to say that there are, you know, Disney movies that don't have a little bit of, you know, dirty humor in there. If you remember our uh, Little Mermaid episode about yeah. the, the infamous cover, um, which was unintentional, but whatever. I think, too, one of my personal favorite DreamWorks movies of all time is Prince of Egypt Mm -hmm. and I think about this particular film Prince of Egypt and um, some other DreamWorks animated movies compared to um, Pixar films I think DreamWorks has a little bit more star power behind their voice actors I agree you know all of you know the four main characters in this film are all super well known for the most part but you think about um, you know, obviously in Finding Nemo, Ellen DeGeneres is Dory, but the other characters in it, they're a little less well-known. They will have like one flagship person, I suppose, that kind of helps carry it, you know, you know, Buzz Lightyear and, um, or like Tim Allen and, and Tom Hanks. But right. then some of these other movies, I can't pick out the voice actor immediately. I feel like maybe they go for someone a little more authentic depending on the film I, I can't really say but this there's so many like I feel like DreamWorks has a little bit bigger names and what's interesting about Pixar is they have a lot of the same vocal actors in multiple movies like Ham in Toy Story uh, I honestly don't know the the voice actor's name but he is in tons of Pixar movies and uh, just as, you know, little small parts. I think he's the abominable snowman in Monsters, Inc. Totally he, is. He has a couple of other characters in other movies. I think actually that guy is in, is in almost every single one. Um, that's probably the joke at this point. <laughs> um, they do a lot of crossover, Pixar does, too. They yes. do, like, Easter eggs in so many of their different films. Which I love. And you brought up Ellen DeGeneres. 
I feel like Pixar or I feel like Finding Nemo kind of brought her an to an entirely new audience. Like people knew who she was for her stand up and the Ellen DeGeneres show, but I didn't know who she was. Yeah, I didn't and either. And I, I love her. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it all started with her being in this animated film. For her to have, yeah, the new audience and the new generation of people it really elevated her and um, she does have such an iconic voice you don't Mm -hmm. really think about it until you watch the movies and then you're like totally I know exactly who that is right and again with with Shrek you know I it's hard to see Mike Myers or hear his voice in stuff that doesn't have this Scottish accent and I think it's funny too uh Fat Bastard in the uh Austin Powers series has a very similar voice too um which you can obviously uh pick that out right away and even you know eddie murphy he has said that the shrek franchise is among his best work which i agree i he's had a lot of bad movies since shrek and before shrek but you know what one of my favorite eddie murphy Eddie Murphy movies of all time is Daddy Daycare. Oh, that's a good one. I love that movie. If you haven't seen it, it's a it's for kids. There are some, you know, more adult moments, but it's not I think it's rated PG. But I saw that in theaters with my mom. I love it. <laughs> we still have it at my parents' house, I'm sure. But yeah, and then, you know, Cameron Diaz, I don't know what other I don't think she's done any other voice work and then she's had a handful of films since she did the holiday. She did um, bad teacher what happens in vegas yeah she's done uh, a couple of films since but i think she kind of took a break from acting i don't yeah. think she wants to do it anymore and didn't she marry a member of good charlotte or am i making that up i'm pretty sure i'm gonna hold on i'm googling this right now i know nicole richie is married to one of them yes which by the way if you don't know who good charlotte is they were a uh, pop punk band in the early 2000s that i was obsessed with when i was 10 years old i think most children people our age are kind of in that but um benji madden i was right oh my gosh Mm -hmm. um anyway a couple other fun facts about this movie uh again going back to chris farley they wanted to make sure that they kept some element of of him being the original shrek in the movie um which i didn't really think about this until i saw it and i read about it when we were doing some research the couple of times that Shrek does air quotes in the movie is an homage to Bennett Brower from SNL. If you remember his character uh, who constantly had the air quotes and, you know, I may not shower frequently and things like that. And so I thought that was really cool. They kind of kept a little bit of, of him in the movie. Um, it was also the first film to win Best Animated Feature Film at the Academy Awards. This was not a category before 2001. There were animated films that had been nominated. I think Beauty and the Beast was one of them. Uh, this was the first year they had the category. It beat out Monsters, Inc., which if you guys watch the Academy Awards like I do, Pixar movies tend to almost always win best picture so it's amazing and monsters inc is incredible too so it's amazing that you know this kind of i wouldn't say underdog movie because it was a financial success it's been a critical success beat out a pixar film pixar was a big name at the time you know there were already tons of pixar movies that had been out i think it was pixar was like building up a lot of momentum because Finding Nemo hadn't come out yet. Right. I think that what 
that one really put Pixar on the map in so many different ways. I remember watching that movie like in my freshman year biology class. And that movie has some of the best animation I've ever seen. And that one also took several years because, I mean, think of the amount of detail. We talked about in the Little Mermaid episode, you know, the the detail in the bubbles of, <laughs> of every scene. And the CGI in, in Finding Nemo is incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous, some of those scenes of, well, of even, underwater. Even the CGI in Monsters, Inc., I remember watching special features on it. And they talk about Sully's fur and right. even when they throw the snowball yeah. at him and having to create all the individual hairs and try to map out how everything works. And, yeah, this film that, you know, isn't this um, – huge grandiose story I think is you know it's funny that it's a fairy tale in a way yeah. and it you know it beat out this big kind of uh I, I don't know what you would compare it to but you know this big new kid on the block that has you know is like crushing all these other people right and uh DreamWorks prevailed but I think rightfully so I mean oh, there's yeah. there's nothing I can say about this movie that is negative. I agree. It's and e- even the sequels after it. I mean, Shrek two. They have the you know uh, Shrek and Fiona. They're living in the swamp together, and Prince Charming tries to go and rescue her mm-hmm. from the the highest room in the tallest tower. And and I think that was um, Aaron. Oh my gosh, what is his name? I just looked it up. Um, Rupert, Ev- Rupert Ev- Everett. Everett. Yeah. And um, you, know, Julie Andrews makes an appearance oh, yes. in Shrek too. Um, as does Antonio Banderas plays Puss in Boots, which is amazing. I love, love that. And um, there's you the know, fairy godmother who is amazing, and the scene where she does holding out for a hero is iconic. The scene where uh, who we we honestly, I'm surprised we have not brought up Gingy. The uh, the gingerbread man, mm-hmm. who is probably one of the biggest side characters of the entire series, when they well create... really has his moment in season or in Shrek too because yes. like they make the they make like the Frankenstein <laughs> gingy and he like it's so sad but it's like so funny how he like you know is like storming the castle and then he like gets shot down and like falls into the river it's just like be good <laughs> it's so funny um but it's it's great the second one's really good too definitely a good follow-up the third one from what my from what i've heard from other people they don't like the third one as much Meh. yeah I, it's, it's kind of forgettable yeah but again I, it does have justin timberlake yes i love the second one, the fairy godmother, and yeah, all the the musical numbers really elevate the second one. It it's so good. It is, and I've seen the musical too, which also I think is on Netflix. Yeah, so funny, so good. You should watch that as well. And you know, I recently saw a musical version of a movie that I love, and it's not the same thing. You just have to know that it's not the same thing. But I think the musical stands very well on its own it is hilarious and it is so good and well performed so definitely check that out too. it was on broadway i mean sutton foster who is an iconic broadway actress Mm -hmm. she is in the the shrek the musical which is 
it's funny like we love it obviously but we make fun of it and we like kind of elevate it only to like internet meme culture but then it's kind of mainstream in in its mm-hmm. artistic way of being on Broadway it's just so I mean if you get made into a musical you know that your movie was pretty spectacular yes although there was a Spider-Man musical and there have been like a million of those but unrelated doesn't matter <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, for when I think, when I think about, you know, movies I watched as a kid, this is always going to be one of the ones that I think of first. And I actually recently watched this movie with my husband and we watched like three different kids movies in a row. And we obviously didn't have a child yet or even one in, you know, in gestation or however you want to call it. <laughs> and it's, it's so great that movies like this, and I, I said this earlier, you can still watch and enjoy as an adult. Like, you don't need kids around to enjoy these movies. You might feel a little silly watching it, like, oh, my God, why am I watching this kid's movie? But it's so, like, and again, the message of accepting and loving yourself for who you are, and we all have our own fairy tale. It might not be the prettiest or the most elegant, but it's our own. I think is such a, an important message for anyone to hear. I mean, it has a great message underlying and on the surface as well. And I think that's why people like it so much. Yes. I have uh, some cousins that I spend a lot of time with. They are seven, two four-year-olds, and then they have a 10-month-old youngest sister. And I have tried to force them to watch this movie <laughs> like four different times and the furthest we got into it was about an hour the last time but they were like Allison we want to watch something else I was like no 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 <laughs> we, we have, have to finish it we have to watch this it's so good like mm-hmm. I if it were on I know that I would 100% watch it it's something that for me personally I'm sure a lot of people um, especially with friends or siblings or their family they have like that movie or that couple of movies that they always know that they're gonna watch or that they have so many memories of watching together I have so many memories watching this movie with my sisters mm-hmm. on road trips especially it was always one of the movies that we brought with our little uh tv in a bag that we hooked <laughs> between the two uh the driver and the passenger seat on uh, long trips but and the memes I'm they're the so memes good alone, like keeps this movie alive like it- to this day yes keeps it I think that's the reason that it's on Hulu available to stream for free because for the longest time you couldn't really find it anywhere available to stream yeah I think just the the kind of explosion like I had said of it coming back into pop culture is what you know brought it back to streaming services because again this movie is almost 20 years old and uh it still is very popular and I would say a requested film to be on streaming services but we obviously love it and I'm sure you guys out there do too as well as your kids and hey if you have young kids too and they haven't given this a watch you should definitely have them watch it because it's a classic yeah they won't be bored or think less of the you know the animation I feel like sometimes you know movies like the little mermaid that came out in technically the late 80s you know sometimes we watch that now and we're like oh gosh the CGI or the special effects they're like this would have never fooled me it would never fool me now but this film has great graphics Mm -hmm. um a hilarious uh cast and quote 
quotable lines. There's so many things I could quote. I could probably quote the whole movie yeah. if given <laughs> the correct prompts. I'm sure I could go through at least right. at least 50% of it verbatim. But yeah, I'm I know that this is one film for Jamie and I and our generation that is um, kind of iconic and I think will truly remain relevant for decades to come. I agree. All right, guys, let's get into our review. Um, I'm going to have to give this one a five out of five. I know it's my second five out of five, but I, I just, there's nothing wrong with this movie. Like it is fantastic. It is for people of all ages. It has a great story. You know, I could go on and on about all the things we've already talked about with this movie, but it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. And I mean, Shrek has his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, a animated character has his own star on the Walk of Fame that shows you how big of an influence this movie has had on on our generation, on on pop culture, on just cinema in general. I think it's amazing, and it's a movie I'm always going to love. So, yeah, stand by my 5 out of 5. I got to give it a 5 out of 5, too. <laughs> no surprise. This movie, like I said, it is one that I can always quote. I'll always be able to watch. For me personally, it's so close to my heart because of my siblings. We all watched watched it together. Our ages vary between like uh, seven years. So we were all kind of really different ages when this movie came out. And it's still so relevant. And I'll never stop loving it. My only, if I had to have a criticism, my only criticism is that uh, Cameron Diaz is a weird choice for Princess Fiona, but I don't really think about it until I really, really thought about it this week. Yeah, I think we had talked about it a little bit earlier in this episode that, you know, for her status at the time, she was a big actress at the time, and she was in a lot. So um, I honestly don't know who else they considered after uh, Janine to play this role, but it makes sense for the time, I guess, early 2000s. If they were to redo this movie with all the same people, I mean, they would have to have Cameron Diaz because she was a part of the original cast, but I... (laughs) I don't know. I agree it was kind of a weird choice. But. That's like my only criticism. Other than that, I mean, it's iconic. The The lines, the scene, there's so many scenes, and uh, just everything about it is perfect. This is the perfect movie. It's the great. perfect early 2000s animated film. Hell yeah. And uh, we're going to leave it at that, you guys. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Um, Let us know what you think of Shrek and uh, maybe also list some of your other favorite animated films because we are always down to review the happier and the more fun and, you know, childish and goofy movies you know we don't have to which by the way a goofy movie also a fantastic film um <laughs> yeah we don't always have to be watching um things about murderers right. or sad things that happen you know we love these feel-good movies because sometimes you just got to turn on a movie that brings you up and makes you feel happy makes and excited you feel good yeah Next week, we have a really special surprise for you guys. We are actually doing a crossover with Wino Wednesday. If you guys are familiar with that series that we do at Atlas, uh, we will be having Chris Madrigal and 
Becca Jayquiz with us. And um, we, not me, but everybody else will be drinking wine um, as we review Netflix's upcoming film, Wine Country, with some of my favorite actresses, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, Rachel Dratch, Tina Fey. It's going to be great. It's like the SNL reunion of the, like, 40s 50 year old women and it's gonna be amazing we cannot wait and by the time that this comes out that movie will be released on netflix so make sure you watch it before you listen and uh get a glass of wine while you listen to that one too for this one i don't know you can drink wine and watch shrek i don't care (laughs) (laughs) or or have a pint if you so choose (laughs) that that actually would make more sense but um until then you guys you have a great day and we'll see you next time See ya.